Hey, ladies. Welcome to Be Your Own CEO Podcast, where developing your self-worth leads you to your calling. Hi, ladies. Happy February. Woohoo! We've officially made it to the month of February. And I love conquering another month. And it involves a lot of reflecting. It involves a lot of growth still to pursue um, for another month ahead of us. I don't know how you feel at the beginning of the month, but I'm always like, oh, new month, new goals. Kind of like at the beginning of the week. It's like new Monday, new week, new goals. And um, I'm just all about that life. And so, you know, for you ladies, starting a new month, um, you know, reflecting on all the things. Uh, I know that we spent a lot of December reflecting. We spent a lot of time, you know, in the last episode, um, curating our vision and what we want our vision for 2021 to look like. But this episode is going to be titled Order is Power. And why did I choose the word order? And, you know, why is order important in our lives? All these things. We're going to tackle all of that today. So let's go ahead and get started. The word of the month for February is order. And when I created the word of the month for each month of this year, I curate it basically by season. So there's four seasons in the year, you know, winter, spring, summer, and fall. And each season has a specific word you know, tied to it. And the word for the winter season is alignment. And within, you know, this season, there are, you know, a few months. And so the word that aligns with alignment is also order. So that's how I chose the word order. And, you know, one of the reasons it's important is because order really is power. You know, order in our lives, order in our home life, order in our relationships, order in our career, order in, um, you know, our family life, um, you know, our first ministry if we're raising children. You know, there's all of these different facets of order of our lives. And so, anyway, when I think about order, I think about how powerful it is to be able to give yourself that structure and to be able to effectively execute it in your life. And so, you know, the word of the month is order for February. And, you know, this whole season that we're walking in is alignment and, you know, aligning ourselves closer to our purpose and power, but then also making sure that we effectively execute it with the structure that's needed. So I'm going to start off with a couple quotes and we will go ahead. And um, I have four sections for questions to ponder, and we're just going to go ahead and dive into it. So today's episode being order is power. That's also a quote. And I just wanted to sit on that for a second. Order is power. Think about what order means to you. What does order mean to you? How do you apply it to your life? And do you have order in your life? You know? So when I think about order, I think about, again, that structure, Um, you know, facilitating the ability to orchestrate all the avenues and facets and directions in which life is pulling me, um, you know, with a lot of balance and harmony and, and joy, right? True, pure joy. And so it's also powerful because we can sit there and say, hey, look, you know, this order that I have been receiving and I have been giving out to the world is allowing me to have power. I feel powerful. 
now that I feel this power, I feel like I can, you know, give others this wisdom to achieve their own order in their lives. So, you know, think about your own order, your life order, and if you have the ability to apply it in your life, because we're going to try to conquer that today, ladies. And then the second quote is, order is one of the needs of life, which when it is satisfied, produces real happiness. Let's just sit on that for a second. So order is a need of life which when it is satisfied, so of course, when it is accomplished, when it is achieved, and then it produces real happiness. And let's sit in that for a second. If you have a life in which that does not produce order, and we're talking about, you know, you don't have a routine every week, and you just kind of like flow throughout life, and your life doesn't have a lot of routine, you know, you kind of wake up and... You just start your day by starting on social media and then you end your day by, you know, talking on the phone with someone or eating junk food or whatever it may be, unhealthy habits, right? That's not curating order in your life. That's just producing a lot of unhealthy habits and that's not sustainable. And when we think about our own lives and sustainability, sustainability does correlate with order a lot because the more we produce our own order in our lives in every facet of life, then we can produce a lot of sustainability. And so when you have that sustainability, when you have that order and you have that true satisfaction, you are able to achieve that real happiness. And again, we want to achieve real happiness in in life. We want to achieve that true joy and that satisfaction because then we can say and look at ourselves like, my life is a testimony. My life is continually about accomplishing more and more of my goals and producing more order and navigating that harmony among my relationships, navigating that harmony among my career, not feeling so pull in so many directions. I'm feeling that on somebody's life right now as I'm speaking, there is someone that needs to hear this, that order is power and order is gonna give you real happiness and joy and structure and sustainability. And so whatever area of life that you feel like it is pulling misalignment out, right? Let's let's talk about that. If it's pulling that misalignment out from you, it is not worth it. And it is not worth it to keep building on those unhealthy, right, unsustainable habits. Again, we want to have order in our lives. It gives us satisfaction. It gives us real happiness. You know, I am in a true season of my life, you know, navigating my career as it is taking off. And today I'm just going to talk a lot of about, about work. And then we're going to transition into four parts of our life's order, which is home, career, life, and then how do you order your life? So that's the last question. We're going to be pondering all of those questions, but today I want to talk a lot about my career and with it taking off and navigating the order. Let me be honest with you, ladies. Some days are very, very hard. And, you know, I'm just going to share a lot about, you know, the work that I'm currently stepping into with my job as an educator. And then also with this podcast, you know, just sharing a lot of vulnerability and expressing that, you know, I know that I'm walking in my purpose and calling, but then at times I also feel so, um, you know, maybe defeated is not the right word for it, but exhausted. You know, sometimes it's emotionally exhausted. Sometimes it's physically exhausted, but sometimes it's, it's just a lot. 
right? And we all know life can be a lot, but for someone like myself who's fully invested in my career, fully in, invested in my calling, which is this podcast and, you know, being a future life coach and, and currently walking in that too, you know, real time, you know, how does that look? How does that articulate and flow throughout my life? So it's it's a lot. Anyway, I just want to share a little bit about where I'm at in my career. You know, I do have some new listeners and I just want to share a little bit more of, of my work life. I moved to Tulsa about two and a half years ago on Crazy Faith. I moved here in June 2018 on a unknown journey. I had no idea what the future or the Lord had in, in store for me. When I look back on this journey, and we're just going to kind of take like a fast walk through it, but when I look back at this journey, it was all unknown. It was all a crazy faith walk. All I could do was just have faith. It was just pure faith in in walking out and saying, look, like this victory, this transformation, this future life journey, personally and professionally, is only going to be as successful as the work that you put into it. And so again, with all the unknowns and all that stuff, I was like, you know what? The only thing I have is my faith. And the other thing I have is my purpose and calling and to truly just walk out on it, right? There's one thing to have a purpose and calling, but another thing to like actually act on it, right? So that's important. So when I moved here, you know, a little over two and a half years ago, it was an unknown journey with crazy faith. And since then I am at my third school. I've been at my happiest when I, when I think about the school that I'm currently at and how this school year is going, it has been truly incredible. This is my second year at my third school and I feel called here. I am a third grade teacher. And so my first year teaching, I taught at two different schools, um, one school for the first couple of months, and then it was rebalanced to another school. And then my second year teaching, I started at a third school. And so I've been at the same school ever since August of 2019. But last school year, I taught English. I was particularly just an English teacher. And then this school year, I am self-contained. So I teach all four subjects. It's been a lot. It's been a lot to navigate during this pandemic. Of course, a lot of online teaching, learning the whole virtual world. It's been crazy, ladies. <laughs> but um, I've been I've been doing my best to try to adapt and you know truly expand in the life skill of flexibility. So, you know, I have been walking in this journey and. You know, my first year teaching, I didn't have much leadership. You know, you're learning how to do your job first and foremost, but then you're also navigating your first year in the professional world. So that in itself was a lot. But I ran a girls club and I knew first and foremost, the identity that I identify the most with is being a woman. And so therefore the, you know, generation after me, which is young girls, I am passionate about helping them, of course, reach their fullest potential, but then identifying, you know, their strengths and weaknesses and figuring out what they're interested in at a young age and you know, building up that self-confidence so, you know, they can feel like their life and um, they are more worthy of pursuing all the things they feel called to do. You know, my first year teaching, I ran a girls club and this was probably about maybe three or four months. And then after that, I felt called to do an internship down in Austin, Texas. And 
I went down there for a couple weeks and I was with the Girls Empowerment Network and so it was really neat. And it was a week or two long seminar that I assisted in facilitating for high school students and it was all on personal and professional development. So they got the opportunity to hear from a lot of guest speakers on a lot of different areas of life, you know, people coming in from the admissions office at local universities or community colleges, financial advisors, mental health advocates, you know, all these different facets of life, of course, and that are very, I would say, applicable to the typical high school student. I loved that opportunity. And I thought when I went down to Austin, I'm like, oh, I have this dream of moving to Texas after my two-year commitment with TFA. Let's just continue getting a network with other people, which in hindsight was a totally amazing idea. But what I knew in that moment was like, Kevin, you might be actually pulling the stream more than the Lord has actually called you to do it. Hmm. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, we're just going to keep walking in this. I felt pulled to do it because, of course, I'm passionate about it. That's normal and that's okay. But the other side of me is I had no idea when I came back from Austin, Texas for that two-week long trip and internship that I would get hired in another school and feel as though that this is, you know, again, I'm walking in some of the greatest years of my life. And I had no idea that that would be my future, right? So in this was of June of 2019. I had no idea that like, hey, the next two years of your life, you're going to be at one school. You're going to be the happiest you've ever been. You're going to be able to transform educators and be an active listener. You're going to grow in your leadership skills. I, I would have probably never believed anybody. <laughs> um, I probably would have been like, hey, that might be me in three years but not a year or two, I would have never believed that. And this past year, we did a girls club. And then I also helped second semester as an assistant coach for Changemakers, which is a youth organization, you know, bridging the gap between civic engagement and leadership, and then owning the ability to say that, hey, this is the change I want to make in my community. And it's through this listen, listen, act model. And so it's like, listen to ourselves and listen to others and then act and make change in the community. So I did that second semester. And then at the end of the school year, I felt called again to do another year at my current school and I have been loving it. Um, but I will say it's been a lot. So this year I stepped into a role as the chair of our social committee. And what does that look like? What is the social committee? And in a school environment, right? So if you're in an elementary school, middle school, high school, there probably is like a PTA or PTO, one of those acronyms. I'm not sure which one it is, but um, so it's like a parent involvement thing, right? So like they usually have parents that are involved with facilitating, you know, all these events and stuff for the school. Well, so for instance, our school, um, they have something particularly just for staff, right? And so we don't necessarily have parents and, you know, aunts, uncles, or whatever facilitate all these things. It's actually a staff member and a team that facilitates this, which is myself and then a team of people. So the social committee leads staff celebrations and appreciations. Let's talk about birthdays, uh, bridal showers, baby showers, conferences, teacher of the year, support staff of the year, literally everything, Christmas gifts, Valentine's Day gifts, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all the things off the top of my head. So I lead that for our school. 
you know, when I started walking into this this year and it started, of course, in August, I was like, oh, this is amazing. You know, I have a team of people, there's probably about four or five that also assist with me that I get to delegate duties to, but it is a lot. And I'm telling you all this because ever since this journey began with being chair of the social committee, I have had to articulate and find order in my life. And there are days where I'm like, Catherine, you are an educator. There are days I have to say, Catherine, the leader in you has to come out. Catherine, the podcaster in you has to come out. Or all of the above, the the coach in you has to come out. And you have to emotionally show up today um, you know, for several hours for lots of people, or, you know, you have to emotionally show up today, um, you know, this evening for a friend or, you know, for someone in my family. So it, it's a lot, but it requires a lot of order of me. And so, you know, since I began this journey, chair of social committee, I have been on a journey of self-discovery, realizing what's most important, prioritizing my time, building in my time management. And I will say the biggest thing for me has been order. And so in order for me to navigate being chair of social committee and all of the responsibilities, I have to lead with um, a plan. And we have meetings once a month. So it's the second or third Wednesday of the month. And they're generally really quick, but it's more so just like life updates. You know, how are we doing? What are we planning on doing, you know, this month? Are there any appreciations that are happening this month? Is anyone getting married? Are there any babies happening? You know, so all of this stuff. And, um, you know, this also has to do with, you know, if people are ill and in the hospital. So there's a lot. So some days I find myself, you know, going to the store and buying flowers and get well soon cards. Other days I find myself at Sam's ordering, you know, 30 cupcakes for the staff. And other days I find myself going to Bed Bath & Beyond and ordering gifts for people. And, It's truly so beautiful and spectacular, but again, it requires order. So I have this note in my phone that just says social committee and I have it broken up by, you know, each month and then the events that are happening in each month and what specific tasks I have to do as chair and then what specific tasks I want the whole committee to be aware of and be ideating on when we meet in for our meetings. So um, I have those really organized and I also use the alerts in my phone a lot And those are great reminders, like when our meeting is, what we're going to talk about. And it has really stretched me because some days I'm like, okay, you know, this week's going to be really busy. And we have conferences this week. We have a bridal shower this week. We have a baby shower this week. What are you going to do? How are others going to help you? Now, I'm saying all these things to say that's not ever happened in all in one week before, but sometimes when that's on my mind and I'm like, that might be happening within two weeks of each other, it is a lot, friends. And so I sit there and I have to articulate order and I use the notes on my phone. And then for my own life, I have this note called holistic self-care and I started on the weekends. And so on a Saturday or Sunday for the upcoming week. And so Monday through Friday of the of the next week, and I'm not, not the type of person to use a planner. And you're probably like, how do you not use a planner for how super busy your life is? How do you sustain it? My mind doesn't operate based on using a planner. I don't write things down only for my podcast and Instagram, but um, for lesson planning and all the things, a lot of that is online through long-term plans. But then also for my own life, for the holistic self-care list, 
I have to change it all the time. And my life is so on the go that it is actually nearly impossible for me to like bring a a notebook or a planner with me into bed if I think of something at midnight at night or if I'm on the road and I'm driving to the grocery store and I'm like, oh, I need to add this to the list or that, remove that from the list or I need to go here, there, wherever. It's not gonna give my life order if I'm constantly bringing this notebook around that's almost like then a burden for my life. And I don't want something that I feel as though is a burden that helps many people. And if you have a tangible planner and you need to write, continue doing that. That's your thing. You know, I don't want to stop you from doing that. But I will say for me, I need to have the majority of my stuff electronic. And what I add in my phone for the holistic self-care is a list at the top of the general tasks I have to do for each day of the week. And so Monday through Friday. And that's everything from what evenings I have to work on the podcast, what evenings I have to go to the grocery store, what evenings I get to read a book, what evenings I call a specific friend or family member. Then right below it, that's when I have written Monday through Friday. It is emails. It is everything from meetings I have. It is phone calls I have with teachers. It is everything. What lessons I have to create. Um, you know, it's, it's a long note in my phone, but it gives me order. And I say all this to say, you know, ever since I moved and navigating this life as an educator and leading our school social committee, And then truly walking in this journey as a podcaster and trying to build this up at the same time simultaneously, it is not easy. It is not easy, friends. And uh, a lot of my Saturdays are podcaster days. I have to sit there and say, look, you're going to record. You're going to go to a coffee shop. You're going to do some audio editing. It's it's crazy because it's like, I have to be my own CEO sometimes, right? Like actually literally be my own CEO because I don't have a team yet. And it's a lot sometimes, but I know that I'm stepping into my purpose and calling. But the other side of it too is that I have to give myself that structure in order to give this podcast the order that it needs, in order to give my life the order that it needs. Uh, If I wasn't articulating a lot of order in my life, I know the people around me would feel it. They'd feel that misalignment and they'd sit in that. And I wouldn't want the people in my life to feel like that, um, you know, that burden or unhealthiness or discontentment or, you know, those, those habits that are not sustainable. And so I do all that I can to be the best woman I can be, to be the best educator I can be, to be the best person I can be, uh, so I can be the best for others and show up for them so they can then be the best person they are called to be. And again, it keeps transforming lives and then multiplying, hopefully, in others' lives, and then it continues building, right? That sustainability component in all different directions. Again, um, you know, my life requires a lot of order, and I know it's because of my work week. Sometimes I find myself working 50 hours a week. Sometimes I find myself working 60 hours a week. Sometimes I find myself just working 40, and I am kaput at, you know, Friday at four o'clock, and it's like, there's no podcast happening this weekend, or you need a trip this weekend. And I know you all have heard a lot about my travel journeys. I process life the most through travel, and if I end up, you know, being fully emotionally, spiritually, you know, all the things physically depleted, you'll find me booking a trip within a few days before, maybe a couple weeks before. And I end up going on, you know, an unknown journey to a new city. Sometimes it's in Oklahoma. That's been my thing lately. 
you know, traveling has been the way that I process life. So if I feel like my life is kind of like losing that order, I recoup, regain, you know, uh, that sustainability by traveling. So also reflect like, is there something for you? Is there something in your life that gives you that sustainability and that provides you that order? I know we're going to actually be looping back to that for the questions to ponder for the, for the parts of our life, but really reflect, is there something that helps you um, you know, give your life order. I know for me, again, it's like the planning, it's the note taking in my phone, that consistency, but it also is travel. So, you know, it's really real. But, um, you know, why is order important? It's important because everything in life flows from it. Anywho, we're going to transition now to the questions to ponder. So there's three parts we have here. And uh, the first is life, okay? How do you order your life? Number two, your home life. And then three, your career. So first we're going to start with life. How do you order your life? And then we're first going to start with spirituality. And I'm just going to ask the open question of, are you a believer? And for me, the foundation in which I truly live my life and I feel that, you know, sustains me and you know, strengthens me and orchestrates my life currently and in the future is my relationship with Christ. And I am a believer. And so I would ask the same of you all is spiritually, you know, are you a believer? And if not, you know, do you, do you have a belief that there is a higher power or is there something that you believe in that is greater than yourself? Is there something that sustains you? Is there something that gives your life that order? Uh, so let's just think about that and and sit on that for a moment. So spirituality. The next is socio-emotional. That is your friends, your family, your coworker relationships, all of those things. Um, the social-emotional component is really important because we know that we are human beings, right? We are connectors. We are collaborators. We are listeners. We are relationship builders and and bridging gaps, right? All of these awesome things. But um, you know, at the end of the day, we need that human connection, right? And so that social emotional relationship is imperative with our friends, with our family, coworker relationships, whether you're involved in local church or wherever it is, it, it truly does not matter. But the relationships that are in our life do matter. And those people do matter and they need you because you matter to them. And so it's this, this mutual relationship that is going to continue building. So Again, think about your social emotional relationships, how you provide the order. And then the last I put travel, hobbies, and activities. Those three areas of your life. So do you uh, participate in travel? Do you have any specific hobbies that you love, either after work or on the weekend, maybe that you partake in in the summertime or just the wintertime only, or the spring or the fall? Are there hobbies that you participate in? And then activities. So the activities one is pretty, you know, self-explanatory. Are the things that you like to do, you know, out in the community or when you're with friends? I know we're in a pandemic, so you're probably like, huh, I'm not really sure what activities, but I'm sure there's still things. It could be trying a new recipe, cooking with others, FaceTiming while you're doing it, and you're making the same thing. Um, you know, that really builds upon your own life skills and your cooking skills. So that is really important. Again, travel, hobbies, and activities. And then number two, we have home. How do you order your home? Let's just talk about this. Ready? Routine, routine, routine. That's order, right? 
I know as a matter of fact that the only reason I feel like my mind is decluttered and able to function effectively and think and produce is because I give my life order and routine. I have a very routine lifestyle in my home. I live alone, but if somebody came into my home on a Monday, if they came in my home every Monday, it'd be the exact same thing. If they came in my home every Wednesday, it would be the exact same thing. And they would see this consistency, right? I vacuum my home every Sunday evening. I clean out my dishwasher every Monday evening. I sit down and watch the Transformation Church service every Sunday morning. I do my laundry every Sunday afternoon. Then I put it away every Thursday evening. So it's like all these different parts of my routine. And these are just little parts. But you're probably like, why do you have to do those on those specific days? It gives my life structure, friends. It gives my life the ability to take hold and control of something because there, again, a lot of things in our life are out of our control, but it gives me that control. And I know like home life, you need control. There's no way we can live our lives and have a sustainable home life and we have no control over it. That That's not sustainable. And um, that produces a lot of d- dysfunction. And so- Again, routine matters. And then, um, you know, as I, you know, walked through my weekly schedule with you all, I also have in there just tidiness, keeping the home clean. And if I have a fire in the fireplace and I need to clean out the fireplace, I'll usually do that the next day or maybe two days later. I won't leave it in there for a couple of days or a week because I'll keep looking at it and it's that's messy and I don't want to sit in mess, right? And that's a literal mess, but then it, it adds to like the figurative mess that it could produce in your life. I would also say with my makeup too, that's that's something huge. I usually clean my makeup brushes once a month and I organize my makeup. I make sure that I throw old makeup away, get new makeup and fresh makeup because that's healthy for your skin. And so you look at all these different facets and it's like, there has to be physical order in our lives <laughs> um, in order to also produce that intangible order. And again, that allows us to produce that success. So that tidiness matters. I always keep things clean. I keep things neat. And it's important for me to do that because I know that when I invite anyone into my home, I want them to see that, you know, I give my life structure and I'm not a very messy person. And I know that it helps me be the best, again, woman I can be because I am consistent with it. And then the last part where it says career, how do you order your career? And there's three bullets for that too. So the first one is work-life balance. And ladies, I could scream this from the rooftops for the rest of my life. Work-life balance is real. Y'all, I know my first year teaching, I had no work-life balance. First of all, I was trying to, again, learn how to do my job, figure out my job all of that stuff and navigating a new city and being broke. (laughs) Like I'm gonna keep it real with you, right? So gaining in financial stability, it was like all of these things pulling at me in different directions. I didn't have a work-life balance my first year teaching. Then my second year teaching, I would say I definitely improved on it, but there were still a couple areas where I was like, ah, you stay late on these specific days. Why do you stay late? 
or you don't really have a routine when you come home from work every Monday evening. You kind of just cook dinner at, you know, any time you're hungry or you eat whenever you're kind of hungry. So let's just, you know, let's reflect on that. Let's probably not do that anymore. And then this third year, again, it just so happened to be that when I moved into my new apartment at the end of July, I accelerated the order in my life when I moved. And my home is named Meta because I think of the metamorphosis I've gone through since I moved to Tulsa. That uh, prefix, Meta, is truly my life. And when I come home to Meta, I know Meta gives me order. I know that I don't bring any work home with me. And that is, there's a huge work-life balance for me. So when I'm at work, it's just work. Now, if personal life things come up, of course, if I have to take a call or if something happens, we all know that's just life in general. When I leave work and I come home, I think about home stuff. I think about calling friends. I think about the projects I want to work on, the books that I want to read, you know, the travel plans I want to create, the wedding that I'm going to be attending, all of these different things. And that gives my life order. I know for myself with how passionate I am with both of the things that I'm currently walking in, being an educator and a podcaster, if I am spending my weekends as an educator and a podcaster, when are my days off, right? When would I have a day off? My biggest day off truly is Sundays, but Saturday afternoons is a big podcast day for me. I do a lot of planning. I record generally on Saturday afternoons. I do a lot of audio editing on Saturday afternoons. That's generally like my, my kind of day. The Saturday afternoons are important to me. I have to be able to give myself that structure. So work-life balance is important. Ladies, you got to find that. What works for you? And don't bring your work home from home with you if you don't need to. You know, I just wanted to also share how important it is to build in your productivity at work and your stamina. And I know for me, when I think, you know, because it's the virtual world, I'm online with the kids for about four hours a day, but I have a break in the middle of my day from 11 a.m. to 1. And that two-hour gap is crucial. That is when I eat lunch. That is when I plan for social studies or science lessons or ELA or math. That is when I'm able to call parents. That is when I'm able to build my canvas page for, you know, the kids, you know, all of these different things. I literally sit there sometimes and I'm like, okay, you have 30 minutes. And I give myself these chunks of 30 minute blocks. You know, you can figure out what works for you for the chunks. Maybe it's a 10 minute block. Maybe it's a 15, maybe it's a 30, maybe it's an hour. But that two hour gap for me in the middle of the day from 11 to one is crucial for my sustainability as an educator. Because I know when I hit one o'clock and I have math class with the kids and math ends and then they go into specials and my day with the kids truly ends around like two o'clock or so. But my workday doesn't end technically until 3.30. So I usually have to do a lot more stuff the next hour and a half. But that middle of the day is where my, my mind is in like overdrive and I am trying to produce, produce, produce produce and it's building that stamina because then I know after math and the kids have specials and whatever my productivity level shifts and it transforms more to conversational based I check in with other teachers I check in with other people have to check in with for events that are happening or calling parents or whatever it may be I'm most likely not going to be producing more lessons at that time in the afternoon because my productivity level shifts and so again you have to find what works for you. Build on your stamina. Try to be the best person you can be in your career. And then the last part is loving what you do and doing what you love. I cannot talk about this part enough either that we must 
walk into what we're doing with with pure joy and pure love, enthusiasm and purpose, and to know that their lives going to be transformed because of the work that we do. And it doesn't matter what job you're in. If you're a cashier, if you are a travel agent, if you are a financial advisor, if you are a car salesperson, if you're an educator, if you're a principal, if you're a pastor, all of these different jobs, right? You have to make sure that there's some joy there and enthusiasm and enjoying what you do. And then, you know, it transfers to people seeing that um, you are doing what you love. And um, maybe for you, it's a temporary season of enjoyment and you are doing something, you know, right now that is is just a temporary thing. You're just like, hey, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. This is not going to be what I'm doing the rest of my life. That's okay too. Um, but it's still important to share that joy because again, your life impacts others and affects others constantly. So if you are not sharing in your own joy with others, it stunts your growth a little bit with you know transferring that enthusiasm personally to professionally. So that's also important. And then you know I just wanted to end for you ladies with a quote. Then we're going to tie this all together with order. What I believe is that you are not born to make a living, but you are born to live your making. And I know I have shared that quote before. I personally love that quote. My mentor shared that to me, I would say one of my first or second years of college, and it just, it awakened my soul. I remember hearing that. I'm like, man, we're not born to just make a living. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Like we do need to you know, earn an income, make a living you know, to sustain our lives. But we are born to live our making and our true making is finding it what it is that we are called to do, discovering our ourselves, identifying our strengths and weaknesses, what makes us happy, what is our true purpose and calling in life and all of these different things, right? And then when you go and step out and put action to it, that is when you are living your making. Again, when you're living your making, you can produce all of this structure. You can produce all of this order in your life. And again, ladies, order is power. And when you give yourself that order, when you give yourself that structure, your current self is going to thank you. Your future self is going to thank you. And everyone that is in your life around you will as well. Give your life order and you will be forever transformed. It's still the beginning of the year. We're in February and I just want you to sit on that word order. I want you to sit on the word structure. I want you to sit on the words sustainability. I appreciate you all listening, following in on this journey. That concludes today's episode on order is power. You may contact me at coachkatherineturek at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you, ladies.